Hello, listeners and newcomers. At least I hope there's some newcomers. Pretty sure I have a core group of people that keep coming back, and for that I'm so, so grateful. I am Chrissy Baki. I am the Hippie Christian Who Cares. I call this podcast the Hippie Christian Who Cares because... I felt like I had something to say and something to share, and I really do care. But on the other hand, like, who cares what I have to say? I don't want you to believe in Jesus just because I say so or because you think I'm cool and want to follow me. (laughs) That's just funny because I'm so not cool. But... I really want you to meet my friend and my Savior, Jesus, and follow him because he is our God and our King and our Savior. And the more you come to know Christ, just the better off we are. Like, it is life and death kind of stuff. Like, we get to live forever when we know Jesus. And I can't wait for that. But speaking of waiting, it is the Advent season starting Sunday, December 3rd. How exciting is that? 2023, of course. The dates change um, based on apparently the Sunday closest to November 30th. I don't really get how that all works. But what I do know is there's four Wednesdays um, before we get to Christmas. So this Advent series is going to work out very nicely for us. Advent simply is the coming. So I did a little research on Advent, which is always good. And Advent is the season of reflective preparation for Christ's nativity at Christmas and Christ's expected return in the second coming. Not sure if as Christians we're always thinking about that second coming at Advent as much as we are just celebrating a baby Jesus, right? Um, For the record, You could probably tell I was reading that, and I was reading that from Christianity.com. It is a website that came up when I was doing my research, and I found it to have a lot of really good research. I think at the very end, it said that an Episcopalian priest worked on this. I might be wrong, but go to Christianity.com and look up Advent, and there's all kinds of good stuff in there. The reason I looked it up and I wanted to share that was because maybe not every listener knows the meaning of Advent, and is Advent actually in the Bible? No. It's not because Christ was born and Christ died on the cross and rose again and 
then as the Church of Christ started, things slowly progressed, and I believe they said that it sort of had a different meaning to begin with, and then somewhere around the um, Middle Ages was when it became linked to specifically Christmas. Last year, and maybe the year before, I would choose um, like the liturgy to read off of completely (laughs) got like stunned with my own brain power and thinking, which is running slow as usual. How you people listen to this? I don't know, but thank you for putting up with my stammers and stutter and pauses and all my craziness. But I would take the liturgical readings from the church and I would pick one and then speak of that. I think I've also talked about um, people of the Bible in the Christmas story. So this year, as I was studying Advent, I was really stuck on Emmanuel, um, which means God with us. And you first hear that, I believe, in Isaiah, and then it's um, talked about again in Luke. But then, as I was doing this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never actually talked about the Advent wreath and what it means. As it turns out, hilarious enough, um, the Advent wreath was first appeared in Germany in 1839. Again, this is from Christianity.com. And it was a Lutheran minister working at a mission for children, and he created a wreath out of a wheel of a cart, and he placed 20 small red candles and four large white candles inside the ring. And the red candles were lit on the weekdays, and the four white candles were lit on Sundays. It has now turned into um, sort of this wreath, evergreens, meaning um, everlasting life, especially in the midst of winter and death. I did air quotes when I said that. I don't even know why. I guess I'm quoting this um, Christianity.com. Circle, unending love and eternal life. And then... um, It can be decorated with some stuff. Um, Sometimes there's different colors, um, but there's almost always four candles, and the four candles um, represent hope. Let me make sure I get this right. Um... The first one is definitely hope because there's a song that we sing at church that I find real corny. So Pastor Brad or Pastor Mark, if you're listening, and I'm guessing they're not, and that's okay. Um, I don't know why I whispered that because if they are, they can still hear me. And this is clearly public, so 
So I'm not ripping on him. I'm just saying sorry if I think that song is corny. Um, It's like light one candle for hope. It just sounds like a kid's song. It's a good tune. I don't know why I'm ripping on it, but it's making me laugh. Um, But it's also corny because the way they do it in... (laughs) in the hymnal it makes it really hard to read so i often find like i'm singing it wrong and it's not good but anyways um each candle represents something different the four candles traditionally represent hope faith joy and peace wow that was long that was hard but long story short, we are going to talk this Advent season about hope, faith, joy, and peace. And did I get those in the right order? Probably not. But today's about hope. So let's just get going on the hope thing. Also too, in the world of songs, did you know that there's Advent songs? Light One Candle is one, um, but my favorite, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Wow, I think the guy's name is Josh Wilson, who has a really good version of it, but good, good tune. And let's talk about hope. Okay, before I actually start talking about hope. Um, We talked about that Advent is the coming of the birth of Christ and the expected return of the second coming. And so the word Advent is um, actually from Adventus, which is coming. And so sometimes it is also like the, the waiting time because we're waiting for Christmas. We're wait, it, it's the time of preparation, but basically it's the coming of Christ. And I'm going to sneeze, so I probably <coughs> should sneeze right on the podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am busting my own gut at how awkward I am. And yet I completely refuse to edit sometimes. Occasionally I do stop the recording and re-record it. But sometimes I feel like, I don't know if I can get that same sentence out or that same meaning out if I stop this. So I just keep going. And besides that, is it just not a little bit funny that I just sneezed on a podcast? Who else does that? So when I was looking at Christianity.com um, and they were talking about um, Advent and the symbolism of Advent um, and the waiting for Advent and all of that kind of stuff, I, re- I realized that I had not talked about the Advent wreath and so talking about the meaning of each candle and 
all of us need Jesus and all of us are live in a sick painful world and yes there's a boatload of good and I I hope that you all look for the good in this world but it's also hard and there's always things that are heartbreaking I am not joking you I have had several deaths recently very good friend that I used to work with um, went to live with Jesus another church friend um, went to live with Jesus both of them way too young and I mean who makes the rules on what's too young to die but just feels like they should have had a longer life on the other hand bonus they get to go to heaven early um, a friend's mom another friend's grandma and we just have that loss here on earth but hope is the first candle in Advent and happens to be the first sort of um, holiday of Advent you know where we start to begin to get ready for Christmas and prepare and what better way to start a season that everybody's expected to be so happy and so joyful and everything's supposed to be so perfect and the best tree and the best presents and snow and all the stuff and when you're hurting sometimes that's hard sometimes this season is miserable for people but there's hope there's hope for us all and in the Old Testament and I like to do Old Testament and New Testament stuff because the Old Testament is always pointing to Jesus and Christ is already there because it is the triune God God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit so Jesus and the Holy Spirit are there but the emphasis in our brains says that it is God the Father who created the earth Adam and Eve sins and he's got a plan and that plan leads to Christ but Christ is already there it's just that the plan brings Christ to earth and speaking of plans Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope to give you hope so there is hope and our hope is always 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 in Jesus um, in Psalm speaking of the world is kind of a mess why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me hope in God for I shall again praise him my salvation and my God hope in God that's where we can take a soul that feels cast down and begin to build it up and and really nowhere else there's a lot of self-help kind of stuff 
but our true hope is in God. And in Isaiah 40, 31, and Isaiah is a huge, long book that really points to Christ and um, has a lot of the, um, the prophecy of the coming of Christ. And so Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And there's a song on eagle's wings that ironically you hear at funerals often. We just sang it at my friend's mom's funeral, which P.S. it was a Catholic funeral. Gorgeous, gorgeous church, gorgeous liturgy, gorgeous music, just all the stuff. Love, love, love it. But when we wait for the Lord, the coming of baby Jesus, and better yet, the coming of a resurrected Jesus Christ to come again, our strength is renewed. And we will have hope. This doesn't have the word hope in it, but clearly when our strength is renewed um, and we will run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. I mean, there's hope in Jesus, right? So, um, also too, in New Testament, I like to do a little bit of New Testament too. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. One of my favorites, though, is um, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. So hold on to that hope without wavering, without doubting as much as you can. For he who is promised is faithful. For he who who promised is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. That is Jesus. Jesus is the one who promises that he will come again. He is the one who says, um, and lo, I am with you even to the ends of the earth. So that is where all of God's promises are. And there's so many promises in the um, Old Testament that come through true with Jesus. And then we are just reminded of that because in the New Testament, it is pointing to a risen Jesus. Bless First Peter 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hope is 
always going to be based off of a God who is faithful to us. Next week, we're definitely going to talk about faith, but it's interesting because faith and hope kind of go together. I'm not sure if like hope comes first or faith comes first. I feel like faith does because you have to have a little bit of faith to have some hope. And I think without God himself, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you can't have either. In fact, one of the other verses from Romans 5, 5, which is Paul um, writing, and he says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And in other biblical verses, they talk about not even being able to profess the name of Jesus Christ without the Holy Spirit's help. We are so lucky because as we wait for the birth of Christ to celebrate the birth of Christ, obviously the birth of Christ has already happened, but as we wait to celebrate the birth of Christ and as we wait for Christ to come again, we have that hope. We have that faith. And it's nothing that we do. It is, God does it all for us. Christmas has become so commercial and so full of just craziness. And don't get me wrong, I dig it. I love the lights and I love the trees and I love the beauty. I even like Black Friday shopping a little bit. You know, I like shopping. I like giving presents. Do I worry about it as much as I used to? No. Um, do I get caught up in spending too much money sometimes? Yes. But I don't feel bad about working so hard to make Christmas great. Christmas is already great. Christmas is great because we celebrate a God who is in love with us so much that he would come to earth and show us what it's like from birth to death to worship, honor, and love God and serve God and serve others. Like, come on, that's great. And there is no other religion in the world that you don't have to do anything other than to accept this gift. And Christmas is a perfect time to kind of explain that. If you're not a Christian and you're wondering about this whole thing, it's so easy. It's just simply saying, here's a present. No strings attached, no nothing. All you have to do is open this gift. It is a free gift for you, and it is the most amazing gift ever. Another way of looking at it is, hey, 
here's my best friend, Jesus Christ. All you have to do is be willing to accept this person will be your friend. You don't have to do anything. God does it all for us. And that's so super amazing. And I'm cracking up because I don't know if I ever, if I already read this. Yes, I did. So hope doesn't put us to shame because it is God's love that is poured into our hearts. And it is through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So the Holy Spirit exists because you are created in the image of God. It is just the acknowledgement on your part to accept that, to accept that, yes, this tiny baby born in Bethlehem came to save you, came to love you, came because our God has such great, great, great love for you that our sinfulness separates us from God and he didn't want that to happen to you. He didn't want it to happen to the creation that he made and fell in love with the minute that he created you. And so he comes to take on your sins and my sins and the sins of the world and the sins of everything that's happening in our nation and in our world and to redeem us from that. And that is so exciting and so much to be hopeful for. So what's the best way to prepare for Christmas? Immediately, you might start thinking of, well, get a Christmas tree and um, listen to Christmas carols and, you know, go to Advent services, maybe read an Advent devotion, get a wreath, get an Advent wreath. You know, there's the wreath for the door and then there's the Advent wreath, um, stockings, you know, I mean, there is so much Christmas preparation that we think of in terms of truly getting ready for Christmas and maybe even Christmas services are part of your Christmas tradition in the church world, sometimes People that only go to church on Christmas and Easter, they're known as Christers. I know, isn't that rude and judgy? It really is super rude and judgy. It's a little bit funny, but on the other hand too, so what? They're at church on Christmas and Easter, two big, big Jesus days. Congratulations. Good for them. And just because you don't go to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day does not make you heathen people or non-believers. Jesus meets us where we're at. And nobody on that first Christmas was in the synagogues or doing anything particularly godly. And who does the angels appear to, first the angel and then the multitude of angels appear to like the lowest form of humans at that time, which who sets a hierarchy, but clearly on this earth, we are sinful and we do. And shepherds were not real high in the, um, 
chain of important jobs. It was a lowly, dirty, cruddy job. And typically the laborers of the world and not the ones probably super schooled were doing it. But who does the angel appear to? The shepherds. And what do the shepherds do? They take it to heart and they go see where the baby is. And so I say all that because how do we prepare truly and honestly, not only to celebrate the nativity of our Lord and Savior, but also his coming again? We hope, we have faith, we believe. You see shirts all all the time that say believe and it's kind of like a big wink to Santa. Yeah, I'm a big Santa lover myself. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. But let me just tell you, in that world, there's a Santa because when we give gifts because of the name of Jesus Christ, we all get to be Santa, right? And I believe that this there's a real Santa, and I hope everybody with grandkids and children um, keep that hope alive too. But our real, true hope is always in Jesus Christ. And when we celebrate a Santa and reindeer and peanuts, as in Charlie Brown, and the Grinch, that we keep pointing to Jesus because the who's in Whoville didn't care that the Grinch stole their who hash and their Christmas tree. They went out and celebrated a risen Lord Jesus Christ anyways. Did it say that in the book? No, but come on, why else would they celebrate? Yeah, they had to have Jesus in their heart and know that no matter what, whether there was presence or not. And I remember my mom always saying that, that my mom would always say, people would be like, hey, Peggy, are you ready for Christmas? And and my response as if I were my mom would have been like, no, I have six kids. Would you be ready? Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how much there is to do? No, of course I'm not ready. Are you crazy? But instead my mom would say, well, I kind of treat it like the who's in Whoville. Christmas is coming, whether I'm ready or not, and I will be happy when it gets here. I love that, right? Um, And so hope is what helps us prepare. The world typically doesn't disagree that Jesus Christ, the human, existed. The disagreement typically comes as to whether he rose again from the dead. The proof, not the proof, but we know that Advent is sort of the preparation of the coming of the Nativity of Christ and then again that he will come again. And so we know the first part is true because the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So he has come. 
um, which all of a sudden that, that brings me to joy to the world, the Lord is come. Right? Okay, super good. So already got a Christmas carol associated with that. But now we wait for the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who has ascended into heaven and will come again, right? In Jesus himself, in Revelations 22, 20, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. So we hope. We hope and we put our faith in a God who said he was going to send his son. And it's proven that Jesus lived on this earth. And now we continue to believe and to hope that he will come again. That, my friends, is worth celebrating. That is worth Christmas trees and ornaments and garlands and Advent wreaths and Advent devotions and listening to this podcast and giving presents to your sister and watching White Christmas and singing Sisters with your sister. I have a sister, Susie, if you don't know it, and I love her, and I love all of you. Judy gets a big shout out this week because she sent me a reminder so I don't forget to record my podcast, Um, but also Paul because he made a comment, and um, I actually tried to publish it on Spotify. I don't know if that worked, but we'll see. Anyways, thank you everybody, Ryan, Becca. Maureen, Randy, Phyllis, all of you. I love you for listening. Leah, I hope you're listening too. And Pastor Brad and Pastor Mark, if you are listening, that song is great. Keep singing it. All right. Bye, everybody.